Welcome to the Success IQ podcast, the show for entrepreneurs who want to create and live an exceptional life. I'm your host, Jeff Nicholson, and this is episode 42. Good morning, good afternoon, and good evening, wherever you are in the world. I truly hope you are having a fantastic week. So we've got another great guest, a gentleman from the US again in Ohio called Jeff McMahon, and he's an online virtual health coach. And we communicated through emails, and I had a look at his site, and I loved what he was doing. He works with some of the leaders in the podcasting arena, and you know it's going to be a great conversation to what we talk about. So, Jeff, welcome to the show. Oh, thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Yeah, it's re- re- it's, it's always nice to speak to someone like yourself because I know I feel guilty because I know I've got to do work myself. So it's when I speak <laughs> to you, it's like, yes, okay, there's a there's a little incentive. So, so Jeff, how can could you just tell us a little bit about your story about how you got into this, how you started your business, and how you got into this sort of thing? Yeah, my. Um dream growing up was to be a doctor um, because my mom had a lot of health issues. She was born with a hole in her heart, had open heart surgery after I was born, breast cancer twice, stroke, appendectomy, heart attacks. Um, Now she's going through dementia, unfortunately. And um, so I've always wanted to help take care of my mom. And I wanted to be a surgeon. So I went to college, found out being red, green, blue, orange, colorblind, that I couldn't be a doctor. So I got my bachelor's in pre-med and pre-pharmacy and then I got into triathlons, which turned me on to personal training. Mm-hmm. And um, because my mom, when I was in college, I had to do rehab with her for three years from her muscles and stuff like that. When she had her stroke, she lost use of the left side of her body. So um, just seeing that smile, taking care of her, the other people that were in the hospital, the smiling that they could do stuff again, just turned me on to this whole wanting to help people, which I've always wanted to do. But I thought it was medical. Now I know it's more physical. Mm. And um, that just has inspired me to become a personal trainer. And then three years, almost three years ago now, I reached out to Pat Flynn um, because he wanted to train for triathlon. And I offered to do virtual training with him because I'm in uh, Cincinnati. He's in San Diego. Mm. And he took me up on the offer. We trained for nine months uh, for free just to prove I wanted to prove the concept of virtual training. I want um, someone like him to know how beneficial it was. And then yeah. from there spawned my luscious career that I have now. Yeah. And you, you also work with um, um, uh, John Lee Dumas and you've appeared on the show. You're a, a fellow EO Fire guest. I think you were episode. Absolutely. One, were you episode 1506? I think I've got written that, down. That was me. Yeah. Okay. So it's so so when you because for you to I suppose is one of it. It's the challenge of is I need to move this to the virtual space. What was the what was the core reasons for that? What what sort of did you look at it and go? Do you know, there's everyone's doing the gym thing, and do you just want to do something different, or what sort of was going through your head at that point? Honestly, my mom gave me the idea of when. Where the stroke, um, people can't always make it to their physical therapy. And she's like, what if there would be a way of doing virtual sessions so people wouldn't have to leave their house and they can work out at home like me? Because I would go and help my mom in her home, which she yeah. loved not having to go to therapy. So, yeah. um, so she spawned the idea. And I was like, that totally makes sense. I mean, people 
people go to gyms because they don't want to buy the equipment and they think it's going to motivate them to do a workout since they're there to do it. Mm. But in reality, every single person would love to work out at home because it's way more convenient. You don't have to fight through traffic. You don't have to wait in line for equipment or deal with sweaty, smelly people. And they, but they need that accountability that you, you just don't get working out it with home DVDs like P90X and things like that. Yeah. 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 And, and you do, I mean, I, I'm going to have to be honest here is I am, I, well, my kids invested in sanity for me. Yeah. Um, when I just started getting, um, recovering from my illness and honest to God, I started it and I was, I was, I was dying. I was on the floor and my kids went, right. That's the warm up, dad. Okay. We're going to put it outside. <laughs> oh my God. Right. Okay. So it's like, it's one of those things where you just do it. And I'm really confessing to that one, but it's, it's, you know, it's, you, it's those things where you're right. You don't have that. You do, it, it's not the same as having someone there, but at the same time, is is we live such a busy, busy lifestyle. It's it's crazy. I know my our listeners, you know, they've got their own business. They they're trying to balance the commitments at work with. They don't always want to take that time out to go to the gym, but having something like you to just go look at it on the you know on the screen is is probably ten times more productive for them, and actually probably to get the results as well. Oh, absolutely. I mean, Pat finished 110th out of 1,200 uh, male athletes at the triathlon. He beat his goal time by over 22 minutes. Um, you know, John Lee Dumas has a, his whole success story with me, too. And mm. I mean, the biggest thing is, you know, these guys work out at home, like Pat goes in his garage, then he goes right back into his kitchen. He's playing with his kids. He's mm. you know going into his office. You know, there is no there is no downtime that you would lose. Yeah. Change, you know, changing, traveling, all that kind of stuff. And they receive the benefits of, you know, more energy, feeling better, eating cleaner, having a stronger um, mindset, you know, all that kind of stuff. And that's, and, and one of the things I loved about um, when I was looking at your website is, is it looks like you, you, you don't just focus on the, um, the fitness and the nutritional, but you also look at that emotional side as well. What brought that into the, um, to the, to the, to your process? Um, understanding my niche of entrepreneurs and okay. how hard that mindset is, okay. um, you know, a lot of times people gain weight because of lack of knowledge mm. and a stressful lifestyle. Yeah. So kind of figuring out the mentality of where's the stress coming from and then educating them on, okay, if you like potato chips and you like stuff crunchy, mm. then switch your crunchiness to cucumbers and green peppers you'll feel a lot better. You still get that same satisfaction and then you can have chips on the weekend and not worry about it because Monday through Friday you're eating healthy again. So just the small life changes that they can do doesn't seem that hard or that drastic or going on a huge diet or, you know, uprooting their whole life. It's that mental side of the goals, asking them, you know, why, why do you want to look good on stage? Well, because I don't want people to make fun of me afterwards. Well, why does that bother you? Because my, I was made fun of as a kid, you know, like they always tell you the stories of how it goes. And so yeah. listening to that part is so, so vital that most trainers don't do mm. because they just care about how much can you bench everyone and trainers mind. They all think, how big do you want to be? That kind of stuff. Yeah. I want to target those. We want people that want to have fun, fulfilling, energetic, successful lives and feel great in the process. 
Yeah. And and what did when you started down this route did you find the the emotional side uh, challenging with your clients or because you would really niche down and you knew what you were targeting at was that not so much of a challenge when you were starting to to work with your clients? No, it was definitely challenging. Um you know my degree with the pre-medicine and pre-farm we have to do some psychology classes anyway which helps i love the hell out of heck sorry um it's love, all right we can we can we can we can do it and i don't think that's going to be a naughty <laughs> word anyway <laughs> love the hell out of tony robbins i love you know his stuff just boggles my mind yeah. um, my dad has a degree in psychology okay so you know asking him i've trained a lot of not a lot, but a few psychiatrists mm. and psychologists in general. And I'm always picking their brain to learn mm. more about the human brain so yeah. I can be better at my craft. Yeah. And that way, when my clients come to me, I'm a one-stop shop. I can do the mental side. I can do the physical side. I can, you know, make it fun. You know, we joke around. They look forward to seeing me versus, oh, I got to go to my trainer. I hate it. You know, like that kind of stuff. Yeah, and also when you have a look at when you have a look at Jeff's website, there's this one photograph. I am so, deep deep inside of me. I'm so hoping that's a green screen and someone's holding your legs up. But that no, photograph of you did, yeah. I'm just like, no, it's got to be that's trickery. It's, it's it's actually the cam the cameras. They've stuck everything on the side of the wall just to make that look easy. But it's so for you. What do you? Because I mean, I know when when I started getting better and I started my recovery is and I have to admit the majority of my effort was physical at first but then it went to the to, to the um more the emotional and the mind stuff of what I had to deal with and I slipped a little bit on the physical why do you why do you think people um or have you come across uh, do you find that people slip more on the physical than the mental um skill sets and, and getting that that bit fit first what has your experience been? Yeah, I mean, a lot of people when they, you know, come to a trainer and are ready to hire and give money to a trainer to help them mm. are battling some sort of pain point. You know, they're just yeah. so sick and tired of being overweight or whatever. But the problem is it's like a pressure cooker effect. So they have all this pain point. So they, you know, like a lot of a prime example, someone going through a divorce, you know, they, mm. they want to get back together, their fear of being alone. So they want to get in shape and look amazing. Yeah. And as soon as they start dating, they start to gain the weight again and that kind of stuff because that pain point isn't there anymore. Yeah. So one of my biggest challenges is working with people looking to lose weight, transform their body, whatever, is to keep that challenge going so when they get to their weight and they don't feel fat anymore or whatever, how do we keep them training so they're you know training with me four years, five years. You know, I got people that train me for 10 years now because we've always been able to find challenges to keep them going. Yeah. And that part of it is – um, is a very difficult thing to do. That's why I keep wanting to learn and educate and that stuff because handling that people, like you said, they, well, they lose the weight, they feel great, they stop working out, mm. then they're going to gain all the weight again. Yeah. Well, if they kept working out, they wouldn't have gained the weight again, but they didn't have that pain point anymore. Yeah. So their goal wasn't strong enough. Yeah. Yeah. And it's, it's sometimes that thing, isn't it? The way they, they do the thing. Cause I know I get this with clients where they, they learn the strategies to solve the issue. And they, they get that issue solved. And then as soon as the issue's fixed, they go back to their old pattern. They don't work at it in order to form that pattern so it's always like that. They they very quickly jump and go back to the old patterns. And it's trying to educate them to remove that sabotaging effect that they can do when they stop doing it. Correct. Yeah. And that's where, you know, ideally I 
trying to be as motivational, as helpful mm -hmm. as, like I said, the one-stop shop. So they never want to leave. They all, you know, I'm yeah. just a part of their bills, like their mortgages or, you know, anything else, you know, yeah. Oh, I got sessions with Jeff. Okay. You know, their spouses know it, their friends know it, you know, that yeah. kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. So if you, if you could give some tips on how to help people, you know, what areas to look at or some tips about improving their fitness and their mental, you know, from that fitness, they're going to improve their nutrition. They're going to fit their body, mind and, and spirit in, in most ways. Could you share some tips that could help people get um, or move towards the goals that they would be looking for in that? Yeah. The mental side is always find something bigger than you. Like for me, it's always been my mom okay. and helping, you know, someone else to be better. Mm -hmm. So for some people like, you know, they want to get ready for their daughter's wedding or mm -hmm. stuff like that. Um, just something that's bigger than you. So that way, when you get there, you still have more stuff to do because it's not all about you. Okay. Um, so the mental thing is just finding a goal that way. The second part physically, um, there's three keys to eating. And, and losing weight or gaining weight, whichever one you want to do. Number one is sleep. Mm -hmm. So your body sleeps in hour and a half intervals. So you want to go to bed and wake up either six hours later, seven and a half hours later, or nine hours later. If you're looking to lose weight, you want to go for the seven and a half or nine hours. If you're happy where you are and you're a busy entrepreneur like you know Gary Vaynerchuk or whatever, you can get away with doing six hours, which if you ever hear a mask, he always says he does six hours of sleep. Yeah. I only do six hours of sleep. Okay. Um, but if you're looking to gain weight or lose weight or whatever goal of transformation, you want to do seven and a half or nine. That way, when you wake up, you mm -hmm. feel refreshed. You hit your alarm clock once. You don't snooze 13 times or anything like that. And you get your day going the right way. Yeah. yeah. Um, just try it. I guarantee you'll love it. Okay. The third part is going to be hydration. Mm -hmm. Most people, when they're hungry, are dehydrated. We don't drink enough water, not coffee not anything else just water in your day you want to get at least a half gallon which is 64 ounces okay. so if you can maximize that um that would be a huge benefit a little trick to help even lose some more fat would be put lemon slice in your water every single morning it detoxifies your liver mm -hmm. jump starts your metabolism and helps your body starting to burn fat right when you wake up so a little mm -hmm. slice of lemon in your eight to 10 ounce glass of water, just chug it down as like a routine, mm -hmm. super helpful. Okay. And then the last part is, you know, calories in versus calories out. Your body is going to burn so many calories a day just to stay alive. Yep. You can find that number on any Google site. Just type in the letters B as in boy, M as in man, R as in run. So BMR, mm -hmm. it'll tell you what that number is. And let's say it's 1400 calories. Okay. So if you were to do nothing all day, your body still burns 1,400 calories. Okay. And if you eat a little bit less than that, like 300 calories less than that a day, your body will start losing weight. If you eat more than that, then your body's going to be gaining weight, depending okay. on your activity. You can offset it by exercising more, walking more, whatever, but use that as a gauge how many calories. Most people are eating you know, double their number or whatever. That's where they're gaining the 10 pounds, the 20 pounds overweight, stuff like that. Okay. Okay. Right. So I've got a couple of questions. So absolutely. Num so number one, um, tongue in cheek. Does that mean if I sleep 12 hours, I'm going to lose more weight? No. Damn it. All right. That's the <laughs> That's weekend. Uh, stop at nine. It was, worth a at nine. it was worth a try. It was worth a try. <laughs> so, the, so right. So why, why seven and a half hours or nine? Because your body burns the most fat while sleeping. 
So if you want to maximize that time, you want to get it in your rhythm of the seven and a half or nine. If you're going less than that, your body doesn't have enough time to fully recover and or break down the foods. That's why another trainer secret is at dinner time, Mm. don't eat carbohydrates, eat protein and green vegetables. Green vegetables give you minerals and vitamins to let you burn fat while you sleep. So, um, you know, that's, you know, spinach, asparagus, broccoli, all that kind of stuff. Yeah, because I was going to say, because I know the first year I was ill, I slept 22 hours a day. I literally should be, there should be nothing left of me. (laughs) Damn it, if that had only worked. (laughs) I slept for a year. I I should have woken up about a stone. Um, Exactly. (laughs) So so the other thing is, because this is something I, I always have, a challenge explaining to my clients when they first start working with me. And that, okay. that is they believe that the sleep is a reservoir of time. You know that that nighttime thing? They think, well, no, in order to be productive, I'm going to steal a few hours from my nighttime because it doesn't really matter. And And I keep telling them that they have no idea how important sleep is. And not only have you, you know, mentioned there, you know, not only does it help you burn more fat – but it's the other benefits of sleep as well, isn't it? Oh, yeah. I mean, if without sleep, then your metabolism slows down. Without sleep, your what they call the REM cycle, your rapid eye movement, is mm-hmm. where your heart is able to slow down and relax without being overworked. And without sleep, your heart is working overtime constantly to be able to maintain your awakeness, alertness, things like that, that you'll shorten your lifespan, have a higher risk of a heart attack, things mm-hmm. of that nature. So sleep is detrimentally important. Um, yeah. I never recommend anyone getting less than six. No. Um, and you yeah. know, ideally, ideally seven and a half or nine hours. I know people are busy, so like six hours you can do. Yeah. But ideally, and especially as you get older, you're going to need, need that seven and a half or nine hours. Right. Okay. Okay. Just for testosterone purposes, all yeah. that kind of stuff. Yeah, because as I always say to my clients, there's a reason why they use sleep, sleep deprivation as a torture. You know, it, it shows oh, yeah. that we require it because if, why would they, why would, because well, we know what it can do to the body if we, if we don't get enough of it. Yeah, it's got awful. Okay. So then the other one is, is why do you think we don't hydrate enough? Because it's, it's, I know, I know now that you've said that, and I have to admit I'm in the UK, so I had no idea what 64 ounces was. Um, you know, when, know, you, when you're looking... 750 millimeters. I there guess. you go. <laughs> so, when you, so when you look at that, is why, what, why do you think that we don't hydrate? Do you think that it's, can, it's hidden because we think we're drinking coffees and, you know, all of, the, all of the sugary crap that goes in those drinks? Do you think we're... Do we think that is hydrating? I think marketing mm. is killing us. I mean, okay. we're told that... See, I don't know, I'm in the United States, but like kids should be drinking Gatorade if they play a sport versus water. They should yeah. be drinking, you know, Coca-Cola has commercials on every sports program, every kid's cartoon, everything mm. you can think of. Mm. You know, juice tastes better, so why don't we drink juice instead of water? Mm. Um, and there's just so many options and varieties of things out there. We go for flavor versus utility because mm. utility isn't sexy. Water's not sexy to drink. Yeah. Um, yeah. Unless they're a supermodel and pouring water in yourself for Victoria's Secret or something. But anyway, yeah. the, <laughs> we um, digress that slightly. Is, There's a whole that other one. <laughs> but, um, but yeah, I mean, and there's just so many options that we have out there. You know, your 
normal routine for any commercial or people out there is they wake up, they drink coffee, and then they go to work, they have more coffee. Yeah. They don't go and grab water, like I'm saying, with lemon, and they don't do mm. this and that. So your body craves it, so it gets it however it can, out of food, out yeah. of you know snacks, out of mm. drinks, whatever it can get. Mm. The problem is our bodies are pushed you know, with so much sugar that all of our cells are inflamed, all of our body organs are going slower because the sugar is hard for the body to process, and then that's how diabetes comes about, that's how cancer comes about. I mean, so many studies are sugar is the precursor to so many things now. Yeah. I mean, I'm, I'm, I'm agreeing with you. My granddad used to own a sweet factory. Um, but yes, I completely, I completely agree with you because I know what I feel like when I was ill trying to eat. Well, I didn't really eat different because I just grabbed whatever. And I suppose when you're in a low thing, you just grab whatever gives you that emotional um, boost rather than you're not looking for the necessary stuff. You're just looking for the emotional boost. But when it comes to hydrating... If, if say, a lot of us are, are dehydrated, if it's when we think we're hungry, but actually it's because we are, we require the, the, you know, water, how long does it take for the body to hydrate to what it should be if we are, we are dehydrated? Is it a quick process or does it take time? Yeah, I mean, drink eight ounces of water before you have dinner mm. and then see how hungry you are. Okay, that's a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. Or a bit, you know, just any time. I mean, in water, it doesn't take time to get hydrated. It's it's immediate because of the um, absorption that happens through your mucous membranes. But okay. the biggest thing is just being on a consistent basis. You know, have a water bottle at your desk at work or you know wherever you are, as mm-hmm. opposed to you know your coffees, your teas. Now, there's nothing wrong with coffee or tea. No. Um, the point of coffee, though, or any caffeine in the morning, is you want to have it 60 minutes after you wake up. Because, again, you're dehydrating your body for eight hours by not sleeping. So it's yep. getting nothing inside. So when you wake up, it's craving water, and yet we're dumping caffeine, yep. which dehydrates you, depletes your vitamin B6, so your brain's not as alert as you're hoping it to be, and you're yep. um, stimulating it with a drug that's you know yep. speeding up your heart rate, but it's... I mean, you wouldn't wake up out of bed and then all of a sudden start spraying on a treadmill, would you? No, no. you've got to take time. No. You don't, you're doing that to your heart every single day with coffee. Yeah, it takes so, me at least a week to get warmed up for that one. <laughs> so give it 60 minutes, have your water, okay. eat breakfast, and then drink your coffee, and you'll see how much more alert it's making you versus when you just wake up out of bed. And and I suppose another thing, because obviously um, when you talk about the nutrition, what is is it true about alkaline um, trying to get your body to be more alkali than yes. um, acidic, and and so if you drank uh, you know alkaline water or whatever you know filtered water that is more, does that benefit you? For- oh, absolutely! I right. mean, so many people out there are you know hate fried foods, fast foods, yeah. um, high acidic foods that your stomach acid is already very strong to break down foods. So now you're adding more, adding more acid to it, then you get that acid reflux up through your esophagus, which mm. burns holes in your linings and mm. people just pop pills yeah. and take, you know, over the counter medicine, but they don't change their diet, which then leads to heart murmurs and you got um, cardiac arrest, yeah. you got pulmonary embolisms. Yeah. So, and our society is so used to putting band-aids on it as opposed to educating people. Like I guarantee you half of America doesn't know what an alkaline diet is. And it's glorified eating vegetables and lean protein. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Actually, it's one of the interesting things is we always comment in the UK when my wife and I are watching TV, 
you'll mm-hmm. see on the American shows that they'll drink Pepto-Bismol like milk. Yep. And you'll sit there and they'll go, hang on, they're buying a pizza and they're buying a side of Pepto-Bismol to do yep. that. And I I mean, in the UK, we just, we, I'm, I'm, I'm sure we have our dietary issues, but it's like you look at that and go, holy crap, that's a digestion drink. And you're just like drinking it, jugging it down like a bottle of milk. And it's it's a bizarre way of, it's just a bizarre, it's a bizarre because it's thing. marketing. People yeah. don't want to give up pizza. They're telling yeah. you, you can keep eating pizza, just drink this milk, yeah. and you'll still be able to eat the horrible food that is causing you this issue. Yeah. No, I know it's scary, really. And you, it's got it's got to be dealt with because it's, you know, our kids and then our, our kids' kids are going to reap the, uh, the issues. Yeah, that's that, what's the scary part is what's happening for our kids' kids. Yeah. Hi, it's Jeff here. So if you're looking for a community of like-minded people who are are wanting to create and live an exceptional life, then why not jump over to our Facebook page? You can go to www.successinstigators.com or you can search for Success IQ and it will show up there. I look forward to seeing you there and joining in the community. Take care. Have an amazing day. Okay, welcome back. So this is a time that I get a chance to ask Jeff, put him on the hot seat and ask him the questions I ask every single guest who appears on the show. So Jeff, are you ready? Absolutely. Okay, so question number one is, how much time do you spend a week on self-development? About four hours. About four hours, okay. And is there a specific um, modality that you like using? Do you like audiobook or do you read or what is your favorite mode? read and or um videos okay okay um and also question number two is what is your favorite personal development book and why uh book yourself solid by michael ports i'm in the service industry uh, you know providing for clients and things like that and just his approach of how to you know find your niche Mm. ask the right questions find out what their pain point is, then build a product, um, which everyone teaches you that way, but just the way he has booked yourself off for service professionals yeah. was my first book that I read because I heard him on Pat Flynn's podcast and yeah. um, rocked it out since then. Yeah, he's, he's got a really cool personality. He's just oozing with charisma as well, isn't he? Yes, yes, absolutely. I've just ordered the – I've just uh, downloaded actually this week the um, – I think it's almost like a cartoon iPad – app for for going for going through book yourself solid um so i'm gonna have a i'm gonna have a look at that because i've got the audio book and i listened to it a while ago and i need to i need to re-listen to it again but it's um yeah he's really really good have you read any of his other books um no i honestly have not that was the one and only one i did but i just loved it and i tell all my personal trainer friends that you're looking for clients yeah. follow this guy yeah i know he's really really cool okay question number three is what is your favorite app um uh, besides my calendar my favorite app is um zoom honestly i love zoom okay is that what you use to contact with all your clients um that's the one i primarily use unless people love like facetime if they're older clients and you know they're just used to facetime but yeah i try to do zoom with everybody yeah and i know now um i didn't realize this but you can have conference calls with facebook messenger now as well so it shows oh, you that, can yeah um I, for some reason that someone decided to have a conference call with me with three other people um and i didn't even know that was possible like video or audio you no know, you can have a proper video call as well Okay. So it, all of a sudden, it's it's now getting like social media just for video conferencing calls. 
There's now about Gosh. 20 apps that you can, <laughs> that you can they're, use. They're nonstop Facebook. Oh, yeah, I know. I know. It's, it's, it's crazy. I mean, I, I use Skype, but actually Zoom I prefer. I just like the recording element of the um, of Skype, but Zoom Zoom's a fantastic app. And now you yeah. can do Facebook Live and I think it's YouTube Live on it as well now. So Yeah, yeah, you can. It's crazy. Okay, so question number four is, what's your biggest business mistake and what did it teach you? Business, business, uh, biggest business mistake, hard one, is um, three years ago before I got into virtual training, I thought I was going to be a race coordinator and host 5K races for charities. Okay. And um, I thought it was going to be easy. You know, I teamed up with 10 local charities, spent all this money on advertising for three different races and never got enough people to come to the race because I, like, I did a dog run. And I targeted dog owners versus runners that have dogs. Uh, right, so okay. I learned a lot about marketing. Like I held a Mother's Day race. And again, I targeted mothers instead of runners that have kids. Okay. Um, and okay. so lost um, almost $20,000. Didn't tell my wife about the loss. So almost lost my marriage on that one. Yeah. Um, so I put the family at huge risk. Yeah. And so never did that again. I tell my wife everything and I've yeah. completely turned around my business. Yeah. Well done. <laughs> that shiny object syndrome is a pain in the ass. Yeah. And, and, but it's also is, is, um, it's cause I get a lot of clients that, you know, they, one of the reasons they hire me is cause it's a, it, they can speak to people or they can speak to me about things that they don't want to get their, their partners concerned with because it's, it's a, it's a place of um, non-judgmental conversation, but you've still got to speak to them. <laughs> it's not a, it's not like a world-class secret, is it? <laughs> well, yeah. And my wife is a police officer, so she's not entrepreneurial at all. So like no. taking risk and finding out that we have such a big risk. Yeah. Um, yeah. She, she's armed and she could kick your ass as well. Although I see Basically. you're, I, although I, I see you're a, a taekwondo as well. Yeah, I'm a black belt in taekwondo. Yeah, okay. You're probably evenly fought. So we would. She has guns, though. I can't stop. Bullets. This is true. Yeah, this, this but is I'm true. practicing, Jeff. I'm and, and, and friends with many of them as well. <laughs> <laughs> okay, okay. Question number five is: What are your challenges in balancing life and work, and how do you manage them? Um. I don't challenge. I mean, during the week, Monday through Thursday, I'm literally working from about 6 a.m. till 11 or 12 because of just clients in all different time, time zones and stuff. Yeah. But Friday, Saturday, Sunday, I work from home. Mm-hmm. So I'm going to be so I'm home for that. And Monday through Thursday, I'm always present with my family from 8 to 10. Okay. That way I can spend a little bit of time with the kids and I'm spending time with them, not just, oh, how's your day? Okay, that's it. And then um, this is really corny, but when I first got married to my wife, I always tickled her back to fall asleep. Mm-hmm. So I still do that. And then as soon as she's asleep, I roll her over and I like, go back downstairs and get back working again. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. But, um, so yeah, I mean, I miss a lot of my kids' baseball games and stuff like that during the week. Mm. And I try to make them up on the weekend, but they know that, yeah. you know, daddy's working to pay for, you know, they're like, yeah, it is, it is. I'm, I'm beginning to realize the challenge of dealing with multi, um, international date lines and time zones and everything, because you don't, you don't, you don't realize that when, when, when working with international clients sounds great and it is, I I love it because you meet so many different personalities, but, 
by God, when someone's in LA and they want to have like a, I don't know, a, f- a seven o'clock in the morning conversation, it's like, hang on, hang on, let me just work that time zone out there. But, uh, I'm, I'm just not going to bed today. So it's, right. you know, it's, so it's trying to balance that. How do you, how do you, how do you do that? So you're balancing by dedicating that beginning of your week or that certain part of your week to that. And then the rest of it is, you know, the, the, the working at home and that sort of thing. Yeah. I mean, the, the understanding of the wife is the biggest part. She knows, um, she sees, you know, us being successful. So she's not fighting. If we were still losing 20 grand, she yeah. would definitely not be on board. But yeah. since we're being more successful, um, she knows I'm working hard and I'm yeah. not just, you know, wasting time or anything. So we, okay. we had a long discussion about, okay, I'm going to work Monday through Thursday and just, she gets home at a normal time. She can feed the kids dinner, get their homework, stuff like that. And mm. then on the weekends, I help clean around the house. I, you know, mm. do take the kids places, let her go get pedicures or whatever to yeah. relax and get away from the kids for a bit. Yeah. And, um, no, and cool. it's, and it's just a good yeah. mix and match. She'd be like, Hey, Friday, I want to go out with the girls. I'm like, yo, you know, I've been yeah. working all week. Go out with the girls. I'll be home. No worries. Yeah. Yeah, no, brilliant, brilliant. Okay, question number six is, what advice would you give an entrepreneur that you wish you had known starting out? Get a mentor or a coach. Okay, and um, what benefits have you found by having a coach? How has that changed? Just, you know, speeding up the whole table of making mistakes. Like when I met Pat Flynn, hmm. I didn't know who he was when I reached out. Um, mm-hmm. He was just the first podcast I ever listened to. Okay. And then, I found out that he's this really big deal. He and- scored on that one, didn't you? <laughs> <laughs> um, but then when I flew out there for his triathlon and we met for the first time, nine months after training him, mm. you know, I was like, Ken, you, would you mind helping me, you know, let me use his testimonial, help me build an online business and all this stuff. Mm. And just seeing the benefits of having him in my corner versus other people that I've met that don't, aren't that fortunate. Yeah get a coach of some sort that's been there that can save you money from making horrible mistakes and wasting your time on things that don't matter, stuff like that. Yeah. And I suppose as you, you probably scored because he seems a real genuine kind of guy. So, you know, if you could always get the ones that have an image and then the persona off, off camera or off mic is completely different. Oh yeah, absolutely. And, um, and, and I've been very fortunate with the clients that I work with for, virtual training that I can pick the, I can pick Johnny Dumas's brain if I want to, or, you know, Aaron Walker, whoever that I've worked with, Chris Ducker. Um, yeah. And so that's been super helpful. And the only part of my life I don't have a coach is on fitness because I've, you know, I keep learning for myself. Yeah. Yeah. No, no. Brilliant. Brilliant. Okay. Question number seven is what is your definition of success? This is a new question. Definition of success in my mind is have enough money to be comfortable okay. and wanting to be happy every single day of what you do. Brilliant. Like I love seeing my clients because we get to laugh, hang out. Yes, they're working out and, and they're all sweaty, yeah. but you know, I, we get to catch up. I get to learn more about their life, their kids, and mm-hmm. they learn about me and just building those relationships. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, is cool. you know you, I have no stress. I work a lot, about seven or eight hours a week, but I have no stress in my life. Yeah, cool. I go to sleep and I wake up fine. Like I'm not like worried about anything because I'm putting in the effort. I'm putting in the um, dedication, so I'm not just half-assing anything. And um, it's exciting to me because I always love the new journey of entrepreneurship. Yeah, 
Yes, it's 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 certainly always going in one direction or the other. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's what I like about it as well. So, question number seven is the um, question number eight. Sorry, is the life lesson question. And just before we did the show, we um, you chose number ten, which is savor the moments. And the reason why I I kind of like had this as one of my life lessons is, is because for me is being unable, you know. Part of it was I didn't know how to handle stress very well, and it bit me in the ass and and kicked me went to, kicked me to my knees. And what I realised was is I lived life at such a momentum that I didn't stop and cherish those moments. I didn't stop and just realise how lucky I was in certain situations to go. Do you know what? I, I'm going to remember that my kids have just done that or that I have just had this great conversation with someone or that going, you know, traveling to a certain place was actually an amazing experience. And I just think it's so important to savor those moments. And I was just wondering, have, do you experience things like that? Or what do you think about that? I definitely love savoring the moments. Um, you know, I have two boys, they're 13 and nine. And also, you know, so like once a week, my wife and I will try to do a date just mm. an hour and a half or two, just get out of the house. And I savor those moments because they're so healthy for our relationships. We listen to old, you know, like nineties or old classic music that we're like, Oh, mm. remember this song and that stuff. And we go and yeah. have a wine tasting or something. Yeah. But then with the kids, like my nine year old's playing baseball. So he's like, dad, can we throw a baseball? And even if I'm busy, mm. you can always take 20 minutes to throw a baseball. Yeah. And he's, just as happy if I was doing it for two hours as if I did it for 20 minutes because we're there together yeah. talking about it, you know, asking more. So like mm-hmm. I said, it's all about being in the moment yes. than it is to be around all the time and, you yeah. know, not really care. And it creates moments for them as well, doesn't it? Yeah, absolutely. Um, I, I remember, um, I remember well, the time I first got meningitis and I remember um, blacking out. And as I was blacking out, the first thing was in my head was I didn't tell, I didn't tell X and I didn't, I didn't tell um, William and I didn't tell Lindsay that I loved them last night. And I was so annoyed. And I literally thought at that moment, that was it. I wasn't coming back. And I just remember that I I didn't let them know. So obviously when my mother-in-law slapped me across the face to wake me up, um, (laughs) she'd been dying to do that, Jeff. But when, when, when I came back and I came to, um, one of the rules I always have is, is when I'm going away on business or, you know, at night, my, my eldest is 18 years old and my other one's 16. Um, well, nearly 16. Um, I will always tell them that I love them and make sure that, I don't. I make sure that they don't just go. Yeah, okay, Dad, bye. I make sure they stop and go. Did you hear what I'm saying? Because I don't. I, I always want them at least for them to know the last thing that I said when I left the house. For whatever happens, you know, life has its way. Um, mm-hmm. Just to do that, and I think that's that for me is one of those really important things to have. But I'll never forgive my mother-in-law for slapping me across my face. <laughs> <laughs> Gotta love it. Yeah. Oh, I tell you what, it was good. I mean, Mike Tyson would have been impressed. Oh, wow. That's brought, a big, big slap. It, yeah, it brought me back from the bowels of wherever I was going. I know that much. <laughs> but, it, but yeah, so it's, um, so yeah, it's one of those things. But, um, Jeff, it's been absolutely brilliant having you on the show. I'm, I'm really grateful. The floor is yours for you to share how people can find out more about you. 
Yeah, if anyone, um, obviously, I've, I work with a lot of entrepreneurs in the online space. Um, if anyone is interested in learning about virtual training and seeing what it's like, I always do a um, free health assessment for 30 minutes. And we can go over where your current health status is and answering any of your goals. And, you know, if we don't work together, I'll point you in the right direction of this is what you need to do to get started, things like that. Mm -hmm. um, and just go to my website, totalbodyconstruction.com and um, check it out. Uh, my, you know, book assessments on the every single page on there. So it doesn't matter which one you do. And um, if any of you guys are personal trainers and looking to expand your business, I am going to be launching a course um, to teach trainers how to set up their virtual business and get clients and all that stuff. So um, just email me, jeff at totalbodyconstruction.com, and I will be sure to get you notified when the course is ready. Brilliant, Jeff. I'll put all of that information on the show notes as well, so they'll have all of that information at hand. It's been an absolute pleasure, and it just leaves me this time to say wishing you the greatest success. Well, thank you, Jeff. It was awesome being here. So first of all, just let me say a huge thank you for tuning in or subscribing to the show. I'm very grateful for that. If you have any suggestions of topics that you would like to to suggest that we have on the show or perhaps you want to give me feedback of, of what you think about the show then you can send any emails to podcast at jeffnicholson.co.uk i love hearing from you and your feedback really does help me make the show better so if you want to find out more about me or how i can assist you to live the exceptional life then you can visit www.jeffnicholson.co.uk or you can follow me on Twitter, look for GN Coach, or on all other social media sites, I am Jeff Nicholson UK. If you want to subscribe to the show, you can find us on iTunes and Stitcher. If you've also enjoyed the show, can I invite you to pop over to iTunes and give us a rate and review, as it really does help make the podcast more visible to increase its audience. I look forward to speaking to you next week, and I want to take this time to wish you the greatest success. Take care.